the Lord today. If you'd remain standing for just a, a couple more moments uh, and turn in your Bibles with me to the book of Genesis. Thank you, musicians and singers. And... Uh, people of God for singing Genesis chapter 32 a familiar verse of scripture a Bible story that we remember way back from Sunday school days never gets old Amen. Genesis 32, beginning with verse number 24. And Jacob was left alone. Everybody say alone. And there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. Of course, we know that was an angel as we come to this setting in the scripture. There wrestled with him a man. Uh, there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, that is, the angel saw that he did not prevail against Jacob. He touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint. That is where the thigh meets the hip. As he wrestled with him, and he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And he said unto them, to him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. Praise God. For just a little while today, I want to talk about it's worth the fight. It's worth the fight. Mighty God, bless the preaching of your word today. Bless your people today, Lord. Speak to our hearts. Bring hope and faith into this room. We thank you for your blessed anointing in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody say amen. 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 God bless you. You can be seated. Jacob was in a crisis. I wonder if anybody in this place has ever been in a crisis. I've been in one for the last few weeks. I won't even go, go into it uh, concerning a, a remodel with deadlines and all kinds of stuff. Uh, it's, it's, it's been an amazing crisis. So you have real-life crisis that will come and go in your life. Some of them are natural some of them are mental. Some of them are spiritual. 
But in one, uh, whatever case it is, it is designed by the enemy usually to drag you down and to somehow or another get you to give up on the fight. But I came to tell somebody today, regardless of what type of crisis you're going through, and maybe if you happen to be one of the fortunate ones here today that has no crisis whatsoever going on in your life, then praise God, I want to hang out with you this week. <laughs> Amen. And, uh, and then when I'm not having one, you can hang out with me because you will have one. But no matter the crisis, it's worth the fight to get through it. No matter what it takes. No matter how long it takes. No matter how painful it is. It's worth the fight. I don't know too many people who came to God when everything was wonderful in their life. And I've said that many times, and I've taken a, a, a poll many times of, of people to raise your hands. I won't do that today, but you can just reflect for a moment. Did you come to God when everything was hunky-dory in your life? Most people come to God when they realize He is their only hope. And I want to say, if He was your only hope then, He's still your only hope when you're going through a crisis. Praise God. So no matter how long it takes, no matter how painful it is, no matter what kind of label you're wearing. Listen, J Jacob was wearing a label, and you've heard it a hundred times. His name meant liar. It meant cheater. It meant supplanter. And it, is there anybody named Jimmy in here? Okay, well, <clears throat> my father-in-law, his name, and don't tell him I told you this, <clears throat> Brother Lewis, uh, his name is Jimmy Lloyd. He will not allow you to call him Jimmy, so please don't. <laughs> uh, he goes by J.L. to those that don't call him pastor or brother or bishop or something like that. It is J.L. And the reason why, he says, and uh, if you research, it is, it is right. Somehow or another, the name Jimmy derives from the same root word of meaning as the word Jacob. And he said, I am not going to be called a liar and a cheater and a supplanter. I, I refuse to be associated with that. So it's J.L. <laughs> he said, furthermore, you've got Jimmy Jones. You've got Jimmy Baker. You've got Jimmy Swaggart. <laughs> and he goes down the line. And I was like, whoa. Uh, okay, I get your point. Well, even more so, Jacob needed a change. His situation, his crisis was such that just saying, y'all call me JL isn't going to work. He needed a total transformation from the very root. And when he found his chance to get a hold of an angel and begin to wrestle, 
Hallelujah. He wasn't planning on letting go until he got what he wanted from God. I wonder if anybody in this place has that kind of determination. I want to tell you, it's worth the fight. I also want to tell somebody that you don't need to feel ashamed to get a hold of God in the middle of your crisis. Since most people, that's when they come to God, God's very used to people coming to Him when they're in a crisis. He doesn't say, hey, because you didn't come to me when everything was good, because you didn't come to me when you was riding high and when you was being blessed, I'm just going to let you wait it out and I'm not even gonna, I'm going to ignore you. We have a loving, wonderful Father that... When we cry out to Him in our crisis, hallelujah. And if we will show the determination that we're not going to let go until we're blessed, He cannot resist His children. Praise God. I also want to point out that Jacob's fight took place, the whole fight took place at night. In your darkest hour, don't give up. That's when the fight needs to intensify. That's when you need to increase your resolve that says, I'm going to hold on. I am going to fight. I'm not going to give up. You see, there was something else that we need to point out. Not only did the, the fight take place in the middle of Jacob's crisis, not only did it take place at night, at the darkest hour, he had no one else to help him. The Bible said, and Jacob was left alone. You ever feel alone? Nobody else there? You're in the middle of a crisis? It's your darkest night? You're all by yourself. <laughs> huh? Things had to get worse before they got better. Furthermore, when the angel saw that Jacob was not going to give up the fight, he knew that daybreak was coming. And somehow or another that meant that he could not be seen by anyone from a distance. No matter this transfiguration of man and in, in the uh, angel in the form of a man, he could not be seen. And so he became desperate. Jacob wasn't letting go. And so the angel said, I know what I'll do. I'll hit him in his body. See where I'm coming from? I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to deal with a health situation here. I'm going to deal with something in their body and that'll drag them down. That'll make them want to give up. And so he struck Joseph in the hollow of the thigh. Knocked his hip out of joint. Something that as we see later 
he continued the rest of his life with a limp. And so, and let me tell you what, if you have ever had pain, I have never had pain in my life. And they call it sciatica. And some of y'all remember when this man was out for seven days and seven nights. I was laying on the floor of my living room. I could not get up to go eat. It, it, it was... I, I couldn't get in a, a, a soft bed. I couldn't. I, I, I could find like one position that I could that that I could get in. I couldn't get dressed. I couldn't do anything. It was the most excruciating pain I had ever felt in my life. As a matter of fact, you know, I have always said, you know, I. That is ridiculous that someone would want to take their own life because of pain. Now, I didn't even consider it, but I at least allowed the thought to enter my mind that that would be such a relief. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's pain. And when I think about Jacob, you know, here, when his body got hit, and some of us know what that means. It, it'll, it'll just make you think that, that God don't care and that God's a million miles away and, and, and what I'm going through in this body. Your enemy will hit you from every angle. He will alienate you until you're all alone. He'll, 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 he'll darken your world to the place that, that it seems like you'll never see the light of day. He'll, he'll hit you in your body. But all this time there's got to be a determination in your spirit that says it's worth the fight. I will get through this. Praise God. You know, that's when most people give up is right before daybreak. Right before the miracle. So I want to tell you, no matter how dark it is, no matter how hard the blows, daylight's on the way. Come on, somebody. Daylight's on the way. Your miracle, your healing, your answer is on the way. You just have to resolve to not give up the fight. I remember getting a birthday card one time. I don't know if they said I was getting old or what. But it showed a kitten with about two claws hanging on to a, a rope, you know, with a great chasm below it. And... The card said, hold on to the rope until the ladder gets here. <laughs> Praise God. I don't know why that just came to my mind, but, but listen, 
There's sometimes you're just holding on with two claws. There's, there's, there's times it, it, it looks like there, there, there's not much hope left. But I'm telling you, God will never leave you. He will never forsaken you. He will never abandon you. He will always hear your cry. But you have to determine to hold on until you get your blessing. Until you have your miracle. There's a parable that Jesus used in the New Testament, very similar type of situation, Luke 18. He spake a parable unto them and to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Saying, There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God nor regard men, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, this is Jesus sharing the parable. He said, hear what the unjust judge saith. The judge who was unjust said, I'm not going to do it. And again, I'm not going to do it. And then finally, I'm going to do it because she's going to keep coming back and she's going to weary me. So Jesus said, hear what he said. But then he said, and shall not God avenge his own elect, his chosen people, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them. Sometimes it is long. Hear that? Sometimes it is long. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Now notice... That seems to be a contradiction, but what's speedily in God's mind is maybe different than what's speedily in our mind. A day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is a day, and there is no time with God, and, and we're, we're uh, you know, finite beings. He's infinite. But God will not abandon you. The Bible said he will speedily avenge them nevertheless when the son of man cometh shall he find faith on the earth i believe that there are people that have the faith that have the fight in them that have the stick ability and the the hold on ability amen that when he comes he will find those that have held on by faith for the promise in this particular story, you know, as we look at even today, I believe most judges are good and fair. But this judge was a crook. He was only in the profession for the money, and he really didn't care about anybody but himself. The Bible says he was unjust. But this widow comes to a corrupt judge and demands justice and notice again she kept 
coming to him. Imagine what that would be like. One day this widow shows up in the judge's courtroom. The judge isn't interested in seeing anyone because he don't regard God. He doesn't regard man. He has a, a lesser official send her away. But the next day she's there again. So he reluctantly agrees to see her, and then after a few minutes, he gives her some kind of a brush off line. I'm sorry, that's not, you know, uh, in my jurisdiction or some kind of excuse just to get her out of there. But guess what? The next day, what? She's back again. The Bible says, in, uh, in actually the New American Standard Version, it says, for a while the judge was unwilling. But keep in mind, this is an unjust judge. But afterward he said to himself, even though I do not fear God or respect man, yet because this widow bothers me, I will give her legal protection. Otherwise, by continually coming, she will wear me out. In other words, the judge is going to help her because he's thinking about himself. He doesn't care about the widow. He doesn't care about poor people. He is concerned about his constituency. You know, uh, he wants them to actually think that he cares about people. And so what are they going to think if this widow keeps showing up here and I keep turning away? So he decides to give her legal protection. The point again is this man was unjust. How much more with God who is just, how much more will he come through for his people? The Bible says in 1 Timothy 6.12, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Praise God. Christians are supposed to be fighters. There will be plenty to fight for and plenty to fight about because of the adversary that don't want you to make it. Some people, when they don't see things happen overnight, come on now, sometimes they just want to throw up their hands and quit. I've been tempted. Has anybody been tempted? Huh? Yeah. But thank God we didn't succumb. Thank God we're still fighting the fight. Thank God somebody in this place is still holding on. Something is to be said for people who never give up and never let go. You've probably heard this uh, illustration before. It's a real-life illustration. It really happened several years ago. There was a man by the name of Henry Dempsey. He was flying his 15-passenger Beechcraft turboprop from Lewiston, Maine, to Boston. At 4,000 feet... He heard a noise in the back of the plane, so he turned the controls over to his co-pilot and walked back to check on it. The plane hit turbulence at that very time and knocked him against the rear door, 
causing it to fly open. Dempsey was sucked out of the plane and the co-pilot requested a helicopter to begin to search that area of the ocean to see if they could find Dempsey where he had fallen in the ocean. But after the plane landed, they found Henry Dempsey holding on to the outdoor ladder of the aircraft. Somehow he had caught the ladder on his way of being sucked out of the plane. Somehow he held on for 10 minutes as the plane flew 20 or 200 mile an hour at an altitude of 4,000 feet. Then at landing, somehow he kept his head from hitting the runway, which they seen was only 12 inches away from where his head was hanging. And the, the story says that it took several minutes to pry Henry Dempsey's fingers from the ladder. Wow. <laughs> we need to hold on to God like that. We need to hold on to our promise like that. Praise God. You know, so that nothing can pry us from our faith. Nothing can pry us from our salvation or from our God. There is no other alternative. There is nothing else in this world or in the world to come worth holding on to but then that then that you already know to be true. Psalms 37 contains a promise for us. It says, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him and He will what? Do it. He will do it. As the musicians come. A simple message of encouragement. Somebody needs to know that you don't need to let go just now. Or ever. <laughs> I just said that to get your attention. Ever. Get a grip on what it is that you're holding on to and don't let go. None of us can avoid trouble in this world. And God never promised to keep troubles away from us. Do you know that? In this world, your troubles are going to be many. But he has promised to help us get through that trouble. No matter how bad it gets, it's worth fighting for. It's worth holding on to. If there's somebody that needs the Holy Ghost, hold on until you receive the Holy Ghost. If there's somebody that needs healing, hold on until you get your healing. 
Hold on until you see your husband stay saved. Hold on until you see your kids saved. Hold on until you receive your miracle. Fight through it. Fight the good fight of faith. He will do it. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or even think. Would you stand with me today? Praise God. Praise God. Hold on to God's 